Thank you for downloading this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. This is the podcast where we explore Central Florida's history through the artifacts found in local area museums and historical societies. This series is brought to you by Riches, the regional initiative to collect the histories, experiences, and stories of Central Florida, and the Orange County Regional History Center. I am Chip Ford, and I will be your host for today's episode, Cracker House. In this episode, we'll focus on a style of architecture synonymous with Florida's rural culture since the late 1800s. Our state features many different building styles, from the Art Deco of the early 20th century to the world-class resorts tourists enjoy from all over the world. One style, however, employed an early version of what you might call green technology, well before it became a buzzword in today's vocabulary, what people commonly refer to as the Cracker House. In this podcast, we feature the Lanier House, located at the Osceola County Historical Society's Pioneer Village in Kissimmee, Florida. Originally built in 1889, the Lanier House is constructed from local cypress, a wood long known for its termite and rot resistance. The board and batten walls are only one board thick and use no drywall, paneling, or insulation. The architectural design includes an open breezeway between the two main rooms, a classic element of cracker houses known as the dog trot, allowing airflow during Florida's hot and humid summers. In addition, like most buildings of this style, our featured house rests on elevated footings to protect against moisture and unwanted pests. In 1990, after living in the home for over a century, the Lanier family decided to donate the house and pay for its relocation to the Pioneer Village, where it could be preserved for future generations and pay tribute to Florida's own cracker culture. Although the exact origin of the term cracker has been lost to the ages, historians continue to debate various theories as to its roots. We asked Dr. Mark Long from the University of Central Florida for his insight. Well, I mean, that in some ways that gets into the, the sort of etymology of the word cracker itself, and, and there is no definitive answer to that. There's a couple of standard responses that um, historians and folklorists have offered for the term cracker, uh, one of which is, is that it comes from the crack of the whip. It's related to the Florida Cowboys, which predominated in, in the peninsula prior to the Civil War, and, and actually in many, many ways after the Civil War, sorry. Um, and, and so many people say that's where you know, the term cracker comes from, but regardless... Uh, it is associated with basically poor rural whites uh, in the state of Florida. And so these houses are the, the houses that were uh, ubiquitous in the, the Florida countryside for uh, poor whites, uh, typically uh, hardscrabble farmers or people who kept small cattle herds. And so that, that association you know, is then linked with the term cracker, which was used as a you know, disparaging term to, uh, you know, for poor rural whites uh, in that time. Dr. Ronald Hazy, emeritus professor at the University of Florida, owns an architectural business with his son, David, that focuses on Florida-style home sites and properties. He offers an alternative explanation. Yeah, cracker is an interesting uh, term. Uh, 
The term cracker, I think, has different meanings to a lot of people. When we meet with people and ask that question to them, what does the word cracker mean to you? It's amazing how many different responses you get. One of the popular things is the old crack of the whip of the cracker cowboys controlling cattle uh, and uh, or bringing... Uh, turpentine out of uh, out of the scrub uh, and having mules hauled out that out and using the crack of the whip they were experts at the cracking of the whip but the term cracker goes way back to uh, english days and you can see it in shakespeare even uh, a, a cracker was a wiseacre you know a smart aleck a, a lazy bum uh, uh, that's a that's a terminology that some people might even use today but i think what cracker has become to be in more modest and humble terms, is people who have lived in Florida for one or two, two or three generations and love it. Uh, and there are many people you might find uh, today who, who enjoy being called crackers or even like to say, I am a cracker, because they're just part of Florida and they love the fact that they're here and the nature of, uh, of the way we build and the way we talk and the whole cultural phenomena of, of a more humble uh, Florida experience. While the experts may have differing views on how the terminology came into being, they are in agreement about what defines the building style of these houses. Both Ronald and David Hazy explain. Well, to speak in very general terms, um, kind of the classic traits of a cracker-style house is that uh, it's built off the ground. It's a, primarily a wood structure, metal roofs, deep shady porches, um, typically about run one room deep, lots of open windows for cross breezes to move air through the structure. I think items like that are pretty typical of the style. I don't know, is there anything you want to add to that, Ron? Well, I just think the old crackers uh, had a way of understanding how to live uh, comfortably side by side with nature. And um, it's an inherent uh, skill in uh, designing a home that just had to do that. I think we struggle now to do that. You know, we've gotten away from the idea of of natural ventilation and, uh, uh, and and shade to add comfort to our homes. We live in thermos bottles with uh, with thermostats uh, running them. So it's kind of fun to look at these old houses. I think people would appreciate going to see how the Lanier family did live uh, as comfortably as they could, you know, mitigating against the heat of uh, Florida's uh, summers uh, and uh, the chills of winter in simple wooden houses. Pioneer settlers who built this style of home used local materials, observed weather patterns, and assessed the needs of individual families rather than relying on pre-formulated dwelling plans. The modest result was a structure uniquely suited for the location it was built. Here, David and Ronald Hazy tell us how this style of cracker architecture fits into what is known as vernacular architecture. For me, you know, vernacular is something that um, might have to do with cultural traditions and, and surroundings, but it's also a, a reacts to region uh, and specifically maybe to vernacular architecture. We're talking about local materials, things that are available uh, at hand um, to be able to use to build structures and shelters and what have you. But back in the day, you know, you looked at what you had on your land, and that was it. And uh, so I think the, the, the tradition of vernacular uh, architecture specifically relates to uh, different parts of the country and region, wherever you are on the globe, to where you are. Even the word vernacular, if I could add this uh, to, to David's uh, definition there, uh, 
um, is uh, the native language or dialect of a particular region or place, uh, but particularly as we look at historic precedents, um, the historic um, language or vernacular of a particular region or place. That's that's what vernacular is. And, and that's what the Lanier House is. It sort of uses uh, what it has, as David said, you know, you come here, you use what you have, and you build a home as modest and uh, um, direct as you, as you can. It's not a cerebral process, you know. You don't get a roll of drawings from the architect and say, okay, let's build this. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a matter of tradition. Dr. Charlie Haley from the University of Florida explains how the environment and landscape of Florida made this type of architecture distinct compared to other regions of the southeast. I guess you know, West Virginia and Kentucky would have had their own frontiers, but Florida, at least again in my mind, has always been a uh, certain kind of frontier, a certain kind of edge, a certain kind of margin, particularly in terms of its uh, harsh climate, um, and really harsh landscape as well, sort of lack of soil and uh, uh, swampy um, terrain. So I think that, that maybe extreme frontier definitely um, sets the cracker houses, you know, and their and their um, uh, cultural landscape apart from from the others, and and also a relatively limited la- limited agriculture, at least in the early years. Um, particularly in central and north Florida. Um, maybe sometimes organized around timber and uh, in central Florida around ranching. But other than that, a relatively you know, limited application of, of agriculture. So really more uh, idiosyncratic where they're sited and where, um, and where they're actually um, located. And, and ultimately the, the climate allowing for the sort of year-round um, warmth really made them, at least in the way they open up to the environment and the way that they want to really engage wind and create shade, um, definitely sets them apart, I think, from from other um, vernacular, other regions' uh, vernacular. Dr. Haley tells us the problem with cracker-style architecture is that the materials and structures were built so well they could adapt and be enhanced and other times reformed from their original styles. Another paradox here, I think, is that the um, materials themselves, because they are so enduring, the naturally resistant wood, like heart pine and um, cypress, meaning they're not going to you know, insects and rot aren't going to um, aren't really able to um, uh, deteriorate those materials. Those materials they last and they're actually very useful. So if a um, structure was on a property and, and somebody was looking maybe you know in the early 19th century to build another structure they would just adapt and reuse the materials that have been previously used so I think that's also transformed the landscape so there's not as many of these left in their uh, original form as there might have been. Throughout the 20th century numerous architectural styles came to Florida from the Spanish Revival popular in South Florida during the 1920s to the mid-century Art Deco, whose bright colors have become synonymous with the Sunshine State in popular culture. Yet these styles came to define a Florida far removed from the place and environment that produced the Cracker House. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. 
For more information about the house featured in this episode, visit the Osceola County Welcome Center and History Museum at 750 North Bass Road, Kissimmee, Florida, 34746. Make sure to join us for our next episode titled Print Culture.